0: Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church, it's a culture, and we are living out our purpose so that
1: others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis.
0: Man, I love God's presence. And man, we just pray right now that in this time when you're at home, that God is just filling your space, that your living rooms your kitchens, your kids are feeling this presence of God, and it's so good. It's so good. Change at home. I'm here with my father in law, Phil Kreiling. We're in Kansas City with the fam, spending some time, and um, I really expectant for this conversation today. I think it's one of those conversations that's much needed in the church, uh, talking about trading and, and the transactional gospel for the transformational gospel, and no one better to do that than you. Pops, Phil.
1: <laughs> so thanks for huh. thanks for doing this today. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to get to share and uh, miss getting to come up to Philadelphia and uh, see everybody. It's been kind of weird the last four or five months in, <laughs> in every area of our lives. So.
0: Yes, yes. To say and, the uh, least. Yeah, it's been different. Um, and right now, you know, there's there's a lot of people who need hope, and this is a really different time. It's it's a big time to navigate. And so today, I really want to talk about just the hope that we have, what God is doing in this moment. Um, you're one of the greatest life coaches, leadership coaches, and so you have a good handle on what's happening in the church across America. And so I, I, I love that we're having this conversation because I love your, your input and just every time we talk, um, I, I just love it because I get a new perspective and um, I love to hear what God's speaking to your spirit. So, um, so let's dive right in. And let's go for it. Let's pray. And wherever you are, we just surrender your heart and your mind just to what the word wants to speak to us today. Um, God, we just pray right now that you just release such an anointing in every space, God, that as we listen to your word, that it would change us from the inside out, that we would become the change in our world. And God, in this season uh, where it seems to be chaotic and just out of control, we thank you that you are the God who sits on the throne and that you are in control. So we make you king of this moment. We surrender our lives. And I, I join with everyone watching right now. We say, God, have your way. Let your words speak to us and transform us. And we just thank you in advance by faith, what you're going to do, how you're going to lift our spirit and get us ready for what you're calling us to. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 I want to uh, kind of dive in today and just talk about that, that word, Transformation. Um, So we're in this, you know, pandemic and we've kind of lost the nostalgic church. And that's kind of what we've been talking about in the series of, uh, you know, in home. And we have this, these covenant relationships with one another, Uh, but it feels different now. Um, But but in Romans, i want to just read this to kind of set the stage, but it talks about the renewing of our minds. And it's one of those scriptures, if you grew up in church, you know, you probably know this scripture, but you might be new to the church. So I just want to kind of read this in. I'm um, just going to set the stage, but in verse two, it says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So Phil, can you talk about that, just that transformation? What do you feel like God is breathing on this season uh, in his church right now?
1: Well, we know that whenever we read that scripture, we're talking about being transformed from the culture. You know what he was writing to the church there, and those who are in Rome, and the culture of what the Roman Empire, everything was at that time, and and sometimes the culture of what we live in now. So whenever we say transformational, uh, is it you're going to be different than them? I mean, it's going to be a change. It's uh, you know that's kind of hard because we're reading it in context of what he's writing, and then we're saying okay. What would Paul say to us today mm-hmm. and and to bring about that transformational change yeah and and yet it's so different because well I've been in the church all my life pretty much I was born on a saturday night uh ninth nineteen fifty six if anybody's looking for a curfew, you know China. writing that date down for send a birthday card <laughs> No, only joking but i i was I was a Saturday night I was born at like nine thirty at night I was the eleventh child out of fifteen you know that I, so, so mom had it down by then. So I'm in church the next <laughs> day, and I've been in church all my life, and as you say, uh, the way we've always done church, and this is the first thing in my 63 years I've had people say, oh, you know oh, and even the grandkids, well, what was it like whenever you went through this? We've never been through something like this. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, uh, boy, we never missed church if we were sick. You know our dad believed that was the best place to go get healed, you know, if you were sick, So we've just always been in church. And now suddenly we're not for the last four or five months. And, you know, it's like, what is God saying to us? You know, what yeah. are we learning? And I ask that of, of pastors that I coach and ministry leaders all the time. I say, you know, what are you learning wow. during this time? What, what what things do you want to hang on to that you're learning different? Yeah. For a lot of them, they're spending more time with their families. Uh, they're learning how to be in contact with uh, some of the people in the church, are doing Zoom sessions. And people are loving that in one sense, because they don't have to drive somewhere or in different situations. And even here in, in Kansas, you know, some of the rural churches, uh, you know, they may be an hour away. Mm-hmm. And so for them, this is kind of nice. They can uh, go to a men's meeting or Bible study uh, in the time that it would take them to normally drive there. And it's just it's just a lot simpler. So there's a lot of good things that are going on, but I ask them and say, what have you lost during this time? And what do you want to hang on to? Mm-hmm. You know what? What do you Absolutely. learn during this time from the Lord? Because you can always be learning something. I mean, every circumstance, I think He's always trying to teach us. Yeah, I love that. And that
0: perspective is just so key, right? Just the how you look at it. What are you going after in this season? Um, for all of those that that feel stuck and feel like they've had life pushed pause, uh, what do you feel like God is transforming in the church? Like, what
1: should we be? going after? What should we be searching for right now for those that are, are watching? Well, you know, I can only say what I, I see. And I, on a Sunday morning, a lot of times there were, we've been at home. I'll watch a service at eight o'clock, A associate that used to be uh, with us in, in our church. Nine o'clock, I'll watch change. <laughs> uh, and then at 10, we'll often watch something different. And then I watch our second service at 11, uh, here our time, Central Time. And so it's, it's kind of interesting. And to see different perspectives on what's going on and how people are handling this with technology and and sometimes how it's, some have embraced it and some have uh, gotten frustrated with it because it's like we want to get back to normal the way church has always been. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I understand that, but what if we can't go back for a while or what if maybe God doesn't want us? Because what we would say is normal, uh, and I want to say this right, so hear it all the way through, we've been making this up for 2,000 years. (laughs) I mean, you know, when you look at Acts so, 2 and what it uh, talks about and other portions of the scripture, we get together, we worship, we pray together, we read God's word, yeah. we, we celebrate what's going on during the week, but then we really go out to be the church. And whenever people say normal, I almost think we've changed it to where church is a physical location. Wow. Our church is a certain time of the week. And, yeah. I, and I was, I, you know, I pastored for 30 years before doing this ministry over the last 10 years of working with pastors and ministry leaders and in our schools around here in Kansas City. So I was that same way, that that was church. And it was Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night back then. And it was at a certain time. And I remember even changing the time from 1045 to be 1030, or we were gonna do an extra service. I mean, you know, it's like, Jesus didn't do it that way so we can. (laughs) And and I'm like, we've been making this up. The key is that certain elements need to be in there. We need to gather and worship. We need to gather and celebrate, but you know the real truth is the church is us going out and being the church wow, so everywhere, just like Jesus did. I mean, he went to the temple. We need to go to church. There is that uh, celebrating together, whatever whatever church looks like. And let's be honest, church looks different all over America, all over the world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, yeah. but uh, you know God is is overseeing it. Christ is ahead of the church, so what we're doing is we're just glorifying Christ hopefully in what we do during that hour, hour and a half, whatever it is. But more than that, just living for Him during the week. And that's where the transformation comes in. Yeah, I think, you know, because I almost look at this and say, even what is it, what if we're being transformed into really being the church that God always wanted us to be? Wow, wow, wow. So good. Yeah, I, you know, I've even asked the question, you know, because God's always in control. What does God want to teach us during this time? Mm. You know what do we learn? I mean, uh, there's so many different opportunities to to minister to people and and to be light out there in the in the midst of uh, of darkness. Right. And, and you know uh, sometimes whenever you see the news, I and mean, the TV's behind us here at our house, and and you know as as we watch the nightly news, sometimes it's just like, man, is there any good news? Mm. And it's almost like they thrive on on bad news or they thrive on fear and different things, and and everything's counter to what. Uh, what Christ taught us. I mean, he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, wow. but of love, power, sound mind. Right. I those things. So, you know, that's what we're, I mean, transformation, it's totally different than what the culture is around us. Yeah. And we as a church need to be different. It's not the church, change church, right. needs to be different. Elijah Hollis needs to be different. There you go. Phil Crowley right. needs to be different. Yeah. Because that's who people see through the week. That's people so don't weird. care what church I went to. Right. They want to see a change in me. Right. Yeah. That's so hard. Right, because that's not the church we know. It's not the
0: church that feels easy and what we've always been a part of. So right now, it really is. I feel like, and you might be at home thinking the same thing, but like I feel like it's 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 harder in this season, to grow, to to go after you know
1: that that same passion you know that we had. Well, it is. You know, our church has started going back, and uh, you know, not a lot of people have gone back yet. I went to. Uh, service, I guess it was a couple weeks ago, and uh, it was just different, because you walk in the lobby, and you're guided there, you don't stand and talk in the lobby, and, and mm-hmm. I miss that fellowship with right, people, right. talking to everybody, and they go and seat you, and they seat you six, uh, they do odd-numbered rows in the first service, and you sit in even-numbered rows in the second service, and it's a large sanctuary of about 2,000, well, that day, there was only 80, 100 people there, as easily as social distance. But having to do everything with the math, I just thought, this just doesn't feel like church. Right. And, and you know, so back here I am back in, we're talking about uh, transformational because it's almost like, well, we go to church because that makes God happy, or we give our tithe because mm-hmm. that makes God happy, or that's what we should do. And that's where the transactional comes in, transactional Christianity. We almost do things because if we do the right things, God's yeah. going to love us more. Wow, wow, wow. And the truth is God already loves us all he can. Right. He loves us with everything. We do those things because he loves us, and we do those things. You know, uh, you know, as a pastor, you know, I I feel for pastors right now because they're thinking, okay, without all the people here, I've got this huge building. I got to take care of uh, bills, debt. Uh, there's some of them are trying to learn online. Uh, they're not like have a have a background like you had. So you know, a lot of them are scrambling, and and I'm always like, they're trying to figure out how to do it. I'm like, go talk to the teenagers in your church. <laughs> They'll figure out how to get you on Facebook and how to <laughs> how to work it out, okay? They're the ones that will teach you how to yeah. do it online. You don't need a, a professional out there. Just go get your kids involved, and <laughs> they'll teach it to you.
0: Yeah, I, I do feel like this season is great um, in the aspect of what God is doing in his church. And like you said, like we're away from the gathering, but I feel like we're going after the glory so much more because it sustains. Mm-hmm. And it really is, you know, in, in that gathering space, we all feel good. But, you know, what we were searching for, that moment, that feeling, that whatever, that's not sustaining us, you know, or what we need is his glory. Um, I love Isaiah chapter 60, and I want to talk about this today because it talks about this contrast with darkness and light. And um, this is one of my favorite scriptures, and God's really been highlighting it a lot, especially right now. Um, but he just says, arise and shine. So it's like this action, arise, shine for your light has come. Um, the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and we're seeing that more present <laughs> today than ever. I think with all the racial tension and all the things oh. that are going on in our world, it's it's very apparent darkness has settled in. You know, this world is not our home, and I think that's what we're all feeling. But the Lord has this this amazing promise. You guys thick darkness over its people, but the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Can you just talk about that that contrast? Because uh, I feel like Jesus did this so well when he came to the world. It was he, he stood out so much. And what does God do with, you know, sometimes we do feel like we've been placed in the dark and maybe some are watching today and they just feel it in that space of man, there's just nothing around that's like brightening, but but what is God calling us as the church? What, like that light rising upon us,
1: that glory rising upon us? Well, and you know, he said, starting out in the arm on the mount, that we're to be the light of the world. Yeah. You know, salt of the earth. You know, uh, that we have a purpose. You know, you don't light a, a lamp and then, then put a bushel basket over it so that it doesn't show off a light. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes I think we can do that I was going to be careful how I say it because I've been in church all my life, as I said. See, this is what I like talking about, talking to you though. Can you but say it like it is? Sometimes we go to church mm-hmm. and we flip off the shade and we're all light and we're all talking and everything like that and great. And we worship and boy, it's great and we love uh, service or we didn't like service or you know this happened that happened. And <laughs> you know, sometimes I can remember. Sometimes we would discuss things that happened in church or we didn't like it around the, the dinner table, eating either fried chicken or roast. That's the <laughs> thing you could spread out amongst most people. Yeah. But, you know, but then it's like we cover back up the light and we go out through the week and we almost try to be like everybody else mm-hmm. instead of being like Christ. And the real truth is, if there's ever a time, I mean, we come to church, we're going to celebrate. We're going to enjoy being together. I, I love it to get together with friends. I mean, I used to always love that just, be in the lobby, just greeting all my best friends come to church, even whenever I was pastoring. I I enjoyed that aspect of it. I loved seeing everybody every week, uh, you know, for all the different services. But by the same token, if that's all it is, yeah. If it's just a church, tr- and even if it's a great one, or there were some times that it was great service, or sometimes great worship, and I let me do a shout out to the worship team. I've oh, enjoyed yeah. the worship at home. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, seriously, I mean, uh, you know, and, and it's just, you're know, sitting on the couch there in your house, and really doing that, I'm just thinking, I just feel so comfortable sitting here and just worshiping with them. We do, I mean, it's, yeah. Just, yeah. it's just a chance just to, I and mean, you really feel the presence. So shout out to the worship team. But again, ooh, ooh. if that's all it was, is that, or all it is is an online service. And we're not making a difference because whenever calls be a light is that we should be, as we go out, that light should be shining forth, yeah uh, meeting people's needs. Well, they are because, and I used to say to people all the time, I can't pastor the city, but you're the ones that are called to pastor it. I can mm-hmm. pastor you and I'll meet some people through the week, but you're the ones that are gonna go out and, and be Christ to others. And sometimes we've had the idea, well, let's bring them to church. Yeah. You know, if we bring them to church, they get in that atmosphere and around, they're going to want to get saved. They're going to... And I'm like, wait a minute, where did we ever get that idea? See, <laughs> I say we have been making this up. We changed over because it used to be everything was about going. Yeah. Now we kind of got into the idea, let's build a bigger church and let's have everybody come. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If it uh, seats 1,000 now, let's have done two services. What if we build 2,500? Then more will come. I, I gotta be honest, I, I've been in church planning for a long time, watch uh, churches and all, and so often uh, we talk about transactional or we've been talking about transformational here, but sometimes it's just transfer growth that's going on. Mm-hmm. Whereas the real light that should be shining out there, it isn't coming out of our churches or in what our church says, it's what are you saying? I mean, I'm sitting here thinking I could just come up with names out of your church. And it's what What do people see in a dock every week? What do they see in a Kirby? What do right. they see in an owl? Right. <laughs> uh, what do they see in Namara? Uh, you know, Melvin. Uh, you know, I, I just think of different ones. Lauren and and uh, you know, I mean, I just go on and I I think through faces that are out there. John Katie and whenever I've I've had a chance to be up there and I can think where they're sitting at yeah. and punchline or where they would be and you know I just how church be. <laughs> but it's like it doesn't matter really if we've had a great service on Sunday morning. If we don't go out and shine the light during so the week, good. so right. I, this is going to sound terrible but I'm not sure we aren't wasting Mm. that time and aren't wasting God's presence. Wow. And God's love in our lives. And not that it's ever a waste. I don't, I hope you understand and everybody does. I don't mean that, it's not a waste. But you know what? Christ came to be the light in the darkness. And he said that we were going to be that light. Mm. Uh, You know, he said, you know, wait for the Holy Spirit. Uh, The Holy Spirit comes, you're gonna do greater things. And you know, uh, sometimes people look at that. It, it's not greater like, okay, if I pray for somebody, there's going to be a better healing than anything Jesus did. Whenever he says greater, it's just because all of us are now filled with his spirit. We all have the opportunity to go out and do what he did of just ministering to people, whatever the need is. Mm-hmm. And and we don't take advantage of that. Yeah. We, we we forget that, that. You know, again, we uh, it's kind of the story of the, the Good Samaritan. You know, the religious ones were traveling down the road, they see the man who's uh, been beaten almost to death, and they go to the other side because I'm on my way to the temple to pray, or I I can't be unclean because then it'll take me seven days Mm -hmm. to be made clean and righteous again, so I can't get involved, I can't do anything. And then you had a Samaritan who the Jews hated because they were kind of the half-breeds out there, (laughs) who stops and takes care of the man and he does action. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I think the Lord wants out of us. Yeah, I guess if you'd call our services religious, on Sunday or something, that's great. But whenever you walk out of there, go do action. Yes, yes. Do something.
0: Yeah, does it really transform you to do something? That's
1: right. Yeah, I mean, you read in Acts, and it was
0: literally like the gatherings were so beautiful. They were devoted to each other. They were devoted to prayer. They are devoted to the teaching. They had the Word of God in them. And God did incredible things in the midst of the gathering. But literally all of Acts is all focused on what happened outside of the walls. Yeah. I mean, it was like out of those gatherings, out of that glory manifest. We talked about it last week. We don't want something that's man-made. We want something that's manifested. Yeah. We want God, mm-hmm. you know, because when he comes in the midst. But just that going out, spreading the good news. I mean, it was like they everywhere they went, they preached the good news. How do we increase in that hunger? Can you talk about that? Just yeah, I think right now we're in a season where we feel like God is drawing us deeper. Right. That's just the word on the season. It's just we want to go deeper and just even on our prayer nights on Tuesday nights and and our gatherings and our groups and all, just and everybody's heart right now, we want to go deeper. We want more of God. Um, can you just talk about that? I mean all your years of ministry, I love hearing about you, uh, you know ministering and pastoring because you have such an amazing pastor's heart. Um, can you just talk to us on that, that level of what do we do to increase that hunger, to not lose? that desire, that urgency to be the light right now, to, to be transformed?
1: Well, it's an individual thing. You know, you can't manufacture that. Talking about you said man-made. You can't manufacture it in a church because of revival or because of a worship service. Yeah. Because you know what? Uh, God's presence is gonna move and speak to people differently. Uh, sometimes we have tried to imitate others and we try to look like everybody else in the church instead of looking like Christ. Wow. And and trying to manufacture it, and and we uh, sometimes we try to whip it up or something almost for a while.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, to go deeper in Christ is first of all to go deeper in His Word. Yeah, I mean it's it's to know it's to His Word because that's how you're going to live it out. I mean that's quite simply a, a, if you want to know how to live for Christ, it isn't as tough as we've made it out to be. Mm-hmm. Just read uh, His Word. I I. I love to read the Gospels. I love to just keep reading the Gospels over and over and see what Jesus did and realize that that's what he expects of me to do. Mm. And you know, I think there is a hunger out there amongst people. We gotta be careful that it isn't something we just whip up almost again to try to please God. Because mm. I saw this uh, after uh, 9-11, uh, a lot of people flooded back to the church who hadn't yep. been in church for a while. And at that time, now everybody could go to church. So there's a lot of people coming back to church. But it, a few months later it kind of faded. Yeah. You know, it was kinda of over and done. It was like, okay, you know, what's God doing here? What's shaking up? What's what's happening? And everybody's like, we need to get serious with God. And sometimes we say, you know, I really want to hear from God. I mean God's always speaking. You bet. Sometimes there's that we're so busy with all the noise and all like that, can't you know, this has been a great time to grow because we've had more time to sit around. Mm to read God's word. I mean, you know, uh, it's just an opportunity to read, as I say, uh, you know, instead of going and doing my religious duty of going to to, uh, to our church on a Sunday morning at nine o'clock, uh, I'm able to see more of what's going on. And sometimes I'll catch little parts of the service of some of the guys I'm coaching or different things, just kind of seeing whenever I talk to them through, through, through the week, how things are going. But, you know, God is always speaking to us. The question is, are we gonna listen?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think we've got a great time in here. And that would be the number one thing I guess I would say to everybody is, man, you know, take time. Think about how busy we are. Yeah. And we've been shut down. Yeah. I mean, there's no sporting events. Uh, you know, the joke was uh, uh, for Lent, we all decided to give up something. And so I decided, I said, I'm going to give up talk radio, well, the sports talk radio for Lent. And so that's what I, I did. You know, I, I gave up uh, Sports Talk Radio. And then uh, I, with a group of guys, we have prayer time on fr- uh, Fridays, praying for the city here, Kansas City. And uh, uh, it was the uh, middle of March. then. Uh, so we were all talking about how it was going with what we decided to give up. And somebody said something to me, and I said, you know, it's gone so well. I've decided I'm just not going to totally give up sports. <laughs> and everybody's like, wow, that's really a commitment out of you because everybody knows so much I love sports. Right. And then all of a sudden somebody goes, wait a minute. Didn't they just cancel basketball <laughs> in the NCAA tournament? And I said, "Well, yeah, that made it easier." Oh man,
0: holy! Well, so
1: I, I'm joking here, <laughs> but you know, we, we sometimes say, "But we've got time on our hands. How yeah. do we use that time? Oh man, what have so we done? Good. You know, this has been a time to just shut down and hear from the Lord, and we're gonna have we're gonna be out again. You know, we can get together with people by FaceTime or Zoom or, uh, you know, and around here we're we're out a little bit more than you all are in Philadelphia. But we're going to be back out again. Are we going to be the light at that time? Right. Are we going to have grown during this time? or are we going to have wasted it? Yeah Wow. yeah, the opportunity that God has given to us to really grow individually. Mm.
0: and I think you know nothing grows without being planted, right And I think right now God is planting us, you know and and you know it says that we're known by our fruit. You know, can you talk about that like being planted? How do we ground ourselves? I love that word of God, and I I always hear you say this too. You want to start hearing God's voice. You've never heard God's voice. Read His Word. Yeah, you'll start to hear it. Yeah, it's a great starting point. It is. Um, can you talk about that, like being planted to bear fruit? You know.
1: Well, there's a Scripture in John 15. I always like. It's about the vine and the branches. You know, it's kind of Jesus speaking there. In this long discourse, I mean, this is uh, the the end. I mean, this is right before he's going to go to the cross. And he's been talking about everything. He's been talking about uh, uh, that he's going to send his spirit and what it is to love one another and Mm -hmm. a new commandment he gives to us. But he says here, in 15, he says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. I mean, mm. we're already saved yeah. because of what uh, God has done. Saying there. He says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Mm. Verse five, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Wow. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up thrown into the fire and burned if you remain in me and my word remains in you ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you this is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit showing yourselves to be my disciples that's mm-hmm. interesting because all through here he starts out talking and he's talking about you know that he's the vine we're the branches and the pruning and you know uh people have also had a lot of time to do gardening We've had a lot of time to work on our yard this year that sometimes, you know, it looked pretty bad. You know, our neighbors would look at cause we were just running in and out, and mm-hmm. different things. But you know, uh, my yard looks better, uh, this looks better. And you know, we will prune and cut back so that something can be more fruitful. Uh, a fruit tree can be that way, bushes, different things. There needs to be pruning that goes on. Yeah. Otherwise you get a lot of wasted, uh, the, the sap, the energy, yeah. going to wasted branches. And he starts out here, and he starts talking about that, and he says that you're going to bear a fruit, and then he says you're going to bear much fruit or more mm-hmm. fruit, and then you're going to bear much fruit. And these these words that are building here is is just it's a growth thing that's going on. And in our lives, we should be bearing fruit much more, especially if we've been a Christian a long time. And I, seventy two, so goodness, I've got uh, you know forty eight years of. Absolutely committed to Christ. Again, I've been in the church all my life, but as far as making that decision of knowing yeah. when I asked Christ to be my Savior, you know, that was February 11th, 1972. I still know the date and I'm everything like that. But in that growth from there, it's been opportunity to spare fruit. But what if the Lord is pruning away some things from his church right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if he is stripping away and saying, I don't need all the fluff. I just want your commitment to me. You asked that earlier about, you know, Growing and having a passion and a fire, you know, it's just uh, consuming. Uh, Sherry and I have joked that we've spent more time together in the last five months than we spent in our first 35 years of ministry, <laughs> of marriage together. Wow, and we want to think we're joking, yeah, but you know what? If you total it up, it might be true. I mean, there, oh, uh, really, time as far as spending together because we've, we've been together. Oh, yeah, I bet I,
0: a lot of everybody watching right now, same thing. And more time with their family or spouse and, and,
1: than matter. And, you know, we've had the time. Are we spending more time with the Lord?
0: Yeah. You
1: know, and he doesn't want us to say, okay, I'm going to do a half hour. I'm going to an hour. It's just, do I do we want to spend time with him? Yeah. I mean, is there that passion in our heart right. to want to do that? And, yeah. you know, and, and there is. He's going to get rid of things in our lives and, and prune back things. And, and, you know, he talks about, you know, uh, throwing off everything <laughs> uh, that, that, the sin that so easily entangles us whenever he's talking about that and mm-hmm. it was 12 there and after he's talked about what it is to live a life of faith. And he says, "With well, their eyes focused on Jesus Christ, the author and the perfecter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the, the finisher. He, he's the one who started our faith yeah. and he's the one that's gonna complete it. It's not my work that's gonna complete my salvation. Yeah, It's not any of the things I've done. I mean, you know, whenever you say, okay, a great leader, or his coaches, that's a neat term to say out there, but I'm not. I'm just a servant leader who's trying to minister to people wherever there's opportunities. And you know what? Whenever you do that, God has blessed a lot of things and a lot of opportunities. And so there is that opportunity with what we're doing and, and with other leaders. And, and uh, I now have that and I have with uh, in the schools. We have the opportunity to have a greater impact, mm-hmm. a much more of an impact than than we had before. Yeah. And, and that's because sometimes even as, as I stepped away from the church and the pastorate, because I knew God was calling me to invest in leaders, there's that chance to multiply myself into others. And tomorrow, uh, well, time they watch this on Sunday, we always, uh, we're I'll teach a leadership class for uh, uh, young men and women who are going into ministry called effective leadership, and I'll be teaching that and talk to them about the importance of leadership, that everything really does rise and fall on leadership. And they set the tone. And you can't expect your people to spend more time in prayer than what mm. you're gonna spend. Whenever you're talking yeah. about the passion, uh, some pastors are always wondering why their people don't grow more. Well, are you growing? Yeah. You know, so true. and for each one of us and, it's a good challenge. and you know, are are we growing? And you know, in the midst of that growing, the Lord is gonna say, Hey, you don't need this in your life. Mm. And I found and you know, even now with sports, it's like sports is coming back. I'm not positive how much I really care. I mean, I'd yeah. rather go play in the yard, throw the football with Zion. Yeah, or kick soccer with my other grandson, Hansen or, you know, Anne and I, uh, mm-hmm. just going for walks or different things like that. Uh, you know. And, and you know what? The Lord just wants to spend time with us like that. Yeah. And as we spend time with him, we're going to go out and we're going to minister to other people and we're going to bear fruit. And it's not because we suddenly have it down. It's not because we've gone through a discipleship class. It's just because we have so much of him in our lives mm-hmm. that everywhere we go, it's just going to naturally bear fruit. He's the one that gives us the vine. He's the one that gives us a the sustenance, the yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah. So whenever we talk about bearing much fruit, you know, it comes out of spending more time with Him. It doesn't come so out of good. building a bigger church building, yeah. Or it doesn't come by just inviting more people or different things to come to our church. And sometimes we measure church and we have measured ministry. Uh, I go to ministers' meetings and it's like, well, what size church are you pastor, and mm-hmm. especially now. What do you do? Well, I, I work with leaders and I do a lot of schools. It's kind of like, oh, you're not a pastor. You don't have a church. You're kind of a nobody. Mm. And you know, I wonder, you know, some pastors are like, oh, we got to get back. And again, it's almost like transactional. It's like, I need the crowd. They almost feed off the crowd and everything like that. And, and you know, we're talking to cameras and I, I <laughs> can't do that. And it, it is strange, it is different. Yeah. Cause I love the crowd too. Is, yeah. But you know, the Lord hasn't called us to the crowds. Yeah. The Lord's called us to the one. And sometimes we can even want to build buildings and just share this. There's kind of a story in Matthew 17 about the Mount of Transfiguration. Mm -hmm. Whenever uh, Peter, James, and John had gone there with Jesus and uh, the cloud settles down on them and they see Elijah and Moses. And Peter comes to the idea about to build three tabernacles, three booths there because it was a Feast of Tabernacles and he was going to do that. Well, three there. And Jesus doesn't want that. Mm -hmm. And you think, why not? That seems like it's a Feast of Tabernacles uh, thing. And it's because whenever they left the mountain, they they would have stayed there just with Jesus, with Elijah, with Moses. But Jesus said no. And when they go to the bottom of the mountain, there's a man who brings his demon-possessed son. He says, I brought him to your other disciples, the other ones that have been there. And the disciple says, we couldn't do anything. And Jesus sets him free. Mm. Uh, You know, I cast the demon out. Yeah. And that's what the church... If all we do is stay in church and we measure it by church, mm. there's, and it's not a demon possessed world. Yeah. I'm not saying that, but there's people out there with needs yeah. who need to be set free. People right. who are right. living in darkness, who need yes. the light to shine upon them. And that's, you know, man, come to church, celebrate. Uh, I know you're doing the watch parties right now. That's fun to get together with others and get to celebrate together. But you know what, in all that celebration, you gotta leave the mountain sometime. Mm-hmm. Go back and yeah. Jesus says, man, if you just so got, good. if you all would have just had faith the size of a mustard seed,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what you could have done. Yeah. And you know what he's saying is just go out and what little faith you have. Sometimes we say, well, h- how long do we need to be saved before we share with others? Or how long do we need to be saved before we can pray with others? I'd say about that long. Because <laughs> all you've got to give is what you know of the Lord and what he's done in your life. And that's what people need to know is what the Lord's done. And that's a transformation because then that's what brings transformation in their lives because they see transformation in your lives. They don't care whether you went to church. Mm-hmm. They care about whether you know Christ but and whether you're truth. going to be the church. Isn't that the truth? Wow. What an amazing time. I'm not saying people shouldn't go to church, okay? In fact, I don't want you to hear that out Uh-oh. there. Well, we need to be in church because we don't yeah. want to forsake the assembly ourselves together. We need to be in the watch party. I'm sure whatever way what church looks like it look like it. Oh, a bunch of different things. So I'm not saying don't get together because we need one another. The Lord says we're two or three are gathered together. But what I'm oh, saying yeah. is, you know what? Whenever you go out or if you go by yourself, you go in the power of Christ. You go in the presence of his Holy Spirit. That's right. Therefore, you know, there's a world that needs you. That's right. And they're going to need you this week. Yeah. It's like the reason we're changed
0: is to be the change. Yeah. And not just to carry that for ourselves. Um, talking about that, that pers- the passion and then the pursuit um, right now, you know, there might be those out there that feel stuck. And I, I wrote this in my journal uh, the other day, but pursuit precedes passion. And just talking about how, you know, when the the letter was written to the church and said, I have this one thing against you, you left your first love. Yeah. Do the things you did before. Um, and I would just encourage anybody out there that you feel stuck, you feel like you don't have that passion, you don't have that. That desire, and you're hearing this, and you're like, okay, the word of God. Oh, you know, I don't have time for that, or, you know, how do I find more time in my schedule to like pray? Like, that just it seems so overwhelming. Um, can I just encourage you? In my personal life, the more I eat His word, the more I get with Him, the more I fall in love with Him. Yeah. You know, this isn't a, a regimented thing. This isn't a, you know, you need to be disciplined. This is this is for our good. This is for our benefit. And what an amazing time to be a Christian, what an amazing time to have God in the midst of all this. And if if you're at home and you don't have Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, he's not your peace right now in this time. And let me encourage you today to turn to him. It's like you said, uh, how long does it take? Just like that. You can say yes to Jesus and he can be the Lord and Savior of your life and, and come in and and arrest you with his love. He's an incredible God who does that. He's so trustworthy. Um and I encourage you today, hey, lean into that. If you want to say yes to Jesus, there's a team that is waiting to pray with you, to walk alongside of you. You know, if you click that button, if you're in the 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 Change Online platform, there's a button right there that says pray. Um, if you're on Facebook, hey, reach out. We'd love to walk with you because this season is not a season to do alone. That's sure. right. And that's why, yeah, we have these watch parties. We have places to gather online. We want to make sure that we're gathering in spirit. Even if it's on Zoom, I told this to my crew the other day, you know, my guys, we pray on Thursday mornings and when we get on there, we're not together, but our spirits are connected yep. and there's something to that. And even in the midst of COVID and all this stuff where we have to be socially distanced and it's just so awkward, but we can connect
1: spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't it a great day to be ministry? Sometimes yeah. everybody's like worried. I'm like, this could be the greatest opportunity Amen. for the church Amen. to be the church. Right. And, you know, it says, you know, in the Bible, it talks about Jesus coming. It says in the fullness of time. And mm-hmm. you had there, you know, Christ came. You had the Roman empire. So you could travel places kind of say, uh, You had the Greek language that was there, which the Bible, the New Testament was written in. I mean, all things came together. I mean, in this day and time with the pandemic, we do have technology. I'm thankful for smart people who came up with that. Uh, FaceTime, I mean, just the world, we can be so much more connected. Do I still wanna be in person? Yeah, like with you. But man, we have so much opportunity and be thankful for today. And God is using that to touch people's lives. Mm -hmm. And he's gonna use who you are, what you have, to touch your friends, your family, everywhere. Yeah. And uh, you know, people are always checking their phones for Facebook, Instagram. Well, you know, download a Bible app and just check it. <laughs> you know, just check in. You don't have to uh, read five minutes, 15 minutes or an hour. Just check in with the Lord every now and then and kind of see what he's saying. Yeah. You'd be amazed that whenever you flip it over to the scripture and just start reading of how the Holy Spirit will speak to you about uh, what, how you need to grow and he'll ignite that passion in you. Yeah, to, uh, so be ready. Good. And he'll use that word to be ready to minister to somebody else that day. Yeah,
0: that's so so
1: good. I wanna have you pray
0: over everybody. Thank you for this word. It was just so encouraging. And I just pray that it ministered to your heart and just really got you going, not to stay here on the mountain, right? But to go with this glory and just let it penetrate. And let me just encourage you to um, jump in in this season. We as a church, we're we're hungry. We're going after it um, every other Tuesday night. So this Tuesday night, we're getting on Zoom, we're praying. Um, If you want to be a part of that, and we're going to have a link for you, but, but would you jump in with us, um, gather around those that are hearing God's voice, who are carrying his word. I think one of the greatest ways to really increase in your passion is to be around people who are passionate about him and you catch it. I, I say this all the time. When I talk to you, I'm better. And so like, I love our conversations because your passion gets on me. It's contagious. And so let me encourage you, if you're at home and you just feel stuck right now, get around some people who love Jesus. Get around some people who love each other. Catch that fire, catch that passion, and let's go after him. And let this be a season of growth for you. Let this be a season where it says in Jeremiah, where we don't fear the heat, don't fear when drought comes because we're so planted in the streams of God. This is the greatest time to be the church, really. Uh So we just release that over everybody watching just that, that peace of God and that, that pursuit, that
1: fire, just that baptism fire, man. Just release that. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your love for us. Yes. I thank you that uh, you love us so much. You sent your son to die on the cross for my sin, Mm. not just for the world, but for me. You love me that much. Yes. And I know that there are people who are watching right now who just need that assurance that they're loved. Mm -hmm. It's not just because they've been stuck inside of different things, but they need a transformation to happen in their lives, to change from the culture and everything that's around us. Lord, what we're looking for is hope. You showed us your love and gave us hope. And so I just ask that you'd speak that into hearts right now. Yes. I don't know all's watching. I can think of faces that I've met in all the different times I've been a change, but I know there's new people, and I know there's people who are watching who I've never met before. But Lord, you know them. Mm-hmm. You know them by name. You know everything about them. You love them, and you've got a great plan for their lives. So Lord, I just ask that you bless. Lord, right now, I just agree with them, and just for those who may be praying that prayer and even wondering, could God really forgive me? Could he really love me? Heavenly Father, would you just speak that in their hearts right now, how much they're loved? Yes. And Lord, just forgive their sin. I know that you promise. that's all we do is say, Lord, forgive me, and it's that quick. We can't work our way into your graces. We can't work our salvation out for ourselves. Mm. Lord, what we do is because of what you've done in our lives. So Lord, I just ask that you would uh, transform lives this morning. Yes. Lord, there's others who are watching who may just be Depressed, discouraged, just worn down from everything. Lord, I ask that you would bless them. Lord, would you put somebody in their lives to be that encouragement to them? Help them to be an encouragement to someone else. Lord, it may be today that if they get done, they pick up and they go back and they read your scripture and they start reading there through John 15 about the fruit and they start reading other things about you giving them your Holy Spirit and your love for them, your plan and your promises. And Lord, You're just gonna speak into their lives and you're gonna pour something into them that they don't even totally understand that they're gonna be ready to pour out whenever they meet others. And so Lord, I just ask that you bless. Would you bless Change Church? They're just a part of your church. Lord, just trying to bring about change in individual lives and change in a city, a city that you love. So Lord, would you just bless each one today? Bless them in their home fill their home with your presence. Yes, Lord. May they know how much they love today. Lord, those who are together and watch parties, may they encourage one another. May we not be hesitant to share with one another of how much they mean in our lives and how much it means to get together. and, Lord, just to, to see one another, and whether it's on a Zoom meeting on a Tuesday night or a FaceTime call, just to see God's love in the flesh. Yes. And Lord, it may be that uh, they're going to this store this week, or it may be they're going to work. They may be an essential worker, or maybe back in the office, or they may be just on Zoom with them. Mm. I don't know how it'll be. But Lord, may they give encouragement to others. Mm. May they speak hope. May they be sensitive to the needs that are there. Lord, I ask that you would help them to be the light of the world. Yes. Lord, a, a light that isn't hidden. Lord, you've not called for us. The world is searching for a light right now. They're looking for hope in the midst of all this chaos. And everything that's going on, Lord, they're looking for hope. And we know that hope as a name. It's Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. So I thank you for that, Lord. Bless each one. Continue to bless your church. And Lord, even as we're praying this church all around the world. Yes. Lord, may you be glorified as we live for you and as we love you. I ask it's the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.